And now, another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Alright, good evening everyone and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, hello there. Hey, Trev. How you doing? Uh, very aggravated, but yeah, what can I must, do? It must be that shirt, because every other shirt you wear when you do the show, the letters are backwards. That one it isn't. Well, because we're not on Facebook Live. Oh, so it's it's different. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never even noticed the different shows and stuff. Yeah. So, okay, so Monday Night Raw is in the books. Yes, it's a it is. Home show. Um, kind of thought it would have been better, but hey, you know, it's that's the way WWE's been with their go home shows and their regular programming lately. Yeah, well, there's a, a nice phrase from the most recent um, Spider-Man No Way Home movie that MJ says, and her quote is, if you expect disappointment, you can never be disappointed. And when it comes to WWE weekly programming, I just expect disappointment. Yep. That is so true. That quote is so true. But, um, yeah, so like we said, you know, the women's money in the bank, we're going to talk about that, but they're all set. The men's got one more spot to go. We'll talk about that when money in the bank, when we get to our money in the bank uh, conversation. But, I mean, you know, want to get started right now talking about the matches. Yeah, yeah, it started off, the first match was a 20-man, as they called it. Um, so i got to scroll back to it. A last chance money in the bank qualifier battle royal. Um, had about 20 participants in it. What'd you think? Uh, I didn't think the battle royal was all that bad. But then again, battle royals are battle royals. I mean, I've seen my share of them. You know, I've seen some real good ones. I've seen some ones that went real quick. Um, you know, there was a couple of. Uh, I can't say surprise eliminations, but, you know, the Mysterios taking out Veer Mahan, which was, you know, pretty good, kind of like they got their their just due on him. And then uh, Shanky dancing with Archer, I thought that was kind of funny until he got eliminated by Jinder Mahal, and then Jinder Mahal gets eliminated almost immediately after him. So that was kind of his comeuppance as well. So, But I was glad Riddle won. I mean, I would, it was nice to see, you know, Riddle win. They're doing a lot with him now. Um, I mean, I, they obviously, you know, not going to let him go by the wayside, even though Randy Orton is, is out. We have no idea if or when he'll ever be back. Right. But I'm glad that they're giving um, uh, Riddle this, you know, push right now as a singles wrestler. Why give the Battle Royal a B-? minus? Okay. Um... One thing I liked about it is a lot of times when they do these stupid battle royals on Raw or SmackDown, it's a bunch of nobodies. Well, there were there were legitimate WWE stars in this match. I mean, um, AJ Styles was in it. Dolph Ziggler was in it. I mean, Shelton Benjamin sighting. Um, obviously had Riddle. I mean, you had not just a bunch of scrubs in their fighting. Um, it really got good when it got down to 10 guys. Um, it wasn't one of those typical five-minute battle royals. Once again, they showed those quick little ones on, you know, Raw or SmackDown. It was actually a lengthy, you know, it actually had two commercial breaks in it. Um, I don't know if it was because I, I, I was actually watching the, the battle royal live. And I don't know if it's because of the TV Go channel I was watching it on as opposed to watching it on regular USA through Xfinity. But it seemed like when they went to commercial breaks, they just went to commercial breaks. There wasn't anything teasing that they're going to a commercial break. Like during a match, you can kind of tell just by their right. the way they're talking that they're going to a commercial break. So I, I don't know. 
Um, but it was, you know, a three-segment battle royal, which made it good. Um, I mean, Jinder Mahal eliminating Shanky just to me shows that that puts a nail in that coffin of a tag team. Um, <sighs> Riddle winning it, was it the best decision for the fans? Probably. Would it have been better if an AJ Styles or Dolph Ziggler or even a Shelton Benjamin as a wild card who have been in ladder matches and have performed excellently in ladder matches, even Ricochet, would it have been better? I mean, I would have preferred to see AJ Styles win it, put him in a ladder match, because if Riddle wins the briefcase, he can't do anything with it. He, that stipulation said that he can never challenge Roman Reigns for the title again. Yeah, it's right. a guaranteed contract, but unless WWE comes up with a way to supersede that ruling, I don't know. Um, but I, I'll agree it was actually a better battle than I've seen on regular TV in quite a long time. I'll agree with your, your grade of a, of a B-. minus. Okay. Now, getting back to the thing with Riddle. What happened? I mean, what are the chances of Riddle holding on to the if he wins? What are the chances of Riddle holding on to the briefcase till SummerSlam and Roman loses? Then he'll be able to cash it in. Well, the, I mean, Mike, the chance of anybody holding on to the briefcase for four weeks is great. Why would he lose the briefcase within four weeks? It's not like it's a title that somebody can challenge him to take off his hands. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that was a dumb suggestion. No. I mean, unless you're Otis, yeah. and they realize they made a mistake by giving you the the briefcase, so they come up with some stupid storyline to get it off of you. But I don't... Right. I, I mean, we'll get in the money bank afterwards, but I mean... Yep. I, I don't think there's... I think there's only one person in this match that would be a horrible option to win. Um, after that, we then went to... A singles match between Montez Ford <laughs> and Jey Uso, as we discussed last week. They were just going to change him up. But this one, it was said that the winner of this match, their team would be able to choose a stipulation for their match at Money in the Bank. Um... It seems to me that we see Jay in singles matches more than we see Jimmy. I mean, main event Jay, maybe that's why. Um, it, it was just another typical, quote-unquote, Street Profits versus Usos match. Whether it's a singles match between one of the guys or it's a tag team match, it was a good match. Um... Montez Ford is, is more and more impressive all the time. The Usos are the Usos. Um, Montez Ford actually won. I don't know as of right now. I mean, I haven't looked today. Um, but I don't think anything has been declared. I would assume it'll happen tomorrow night on SmackDown as to what the stipulation will be. Um... But, I mean, it was a good match. I'm, I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with the, with the match itself. I mean, every time we see these guys, like I've said in the past, every time we see these, these guys in the ring, whether it's tag team or individuals, they always put on a good show. Um, I never really noticed what you said. You know, I, we always see uh, Jimmy in the singles matches as opposed to Jay. No, 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 no. Now, I said just the opposite. Oh, it oh, seems well. that we see Jay more in singles yeah. matches than Jimmy. Okay, see, so I'm not even looking at him, and I can't tell one from the other. Uh, yeah, but um, I, I thought it was a good match. I, I agree with your grade. A B. Okay. Um, after that, we then had um, The Miz come down to the ring for an in-ring interview, but he was... Oddly enough, in full wrestling gear, um, where he was then attacked and confronted by AJ Styles, 
which led to a match between AJ Styles and The Miz. What'd you think? Which I, well, when I saw him coming out in wrestling gear, I kind of figured something was going to happen. And I love Miz on the mic. You know, the Miz TV, that's, uh, that's a good, uh, good segment. With him and AJ Styles, I mean, that's... That's a good match, Miz and AJ Styles. I think I think it's a good match. They, you know, their styles kind of complement each other. I um, I really don't have you know much more to say about it. I mean, it was a good match. I thought it was a good match. AJ Styles always puts on a good match. Miz, some of his antics in the ring, and some of the things he does in the ring, along with his wrestling talent and his ability to talk on the mic, makes makes his matches enjoyable as well. I gave it a C+. Okay. Um, I thought the match was really good. I think it's showing... I mean, AJ Styles, once again, he's one of the, the in my opinion, one of the greats um, in WWE. He can, uh, he can wrestle a broomstick as long as he can get the broomstick to stand up in the middle of the ring for a few seconds so he can do the phenomenal forearm, then, then that's great. Um... But I think it also showed how good The Miz can be in an actual wrestling match, not some stupid little thing. Um, I enjoyed the match. Um, One thing I will say is it's only been a few weeks, but these jokes about the size of The Miz's balls, are it's over. I mean... I think the audience is starting to already get tired of it, too, because the reaction to it was obviously nowhere near as loud as the first time it happened, or last week. So right. hopefully um, that'll happen. Um, the Miz just giving up and walking out of the arena and walking out of the ring and walking up the ramp to get a count-out victory, that's going to lower my grade, which would have been a B to a B-minus. Because I just, okay. I didn't like the ending. Yeah, that thing with Miz in the beginning. I mean, the first time they mentioned it, it was funny. Yep. Now it's just stupid. Yep. Um, it, it, and then that, well, on to the next segment. Um, it, it seemed like every, every commercial break, obviously they mentioned something with Cena or something happened. But when, after the match, they went to a quick brief, a quick, a quick brief interaction between John Cena and Ezekiel backstage, um, where Ezekiel did mention that he or his brother was supposed to have a match against Kevin Owens, which was advertised, but never happened. Um, I, I just found there a little bit of humor in that. But then we had a match after that. That was um, started off with a joint interview between Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan, and then actually turned into a match between Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan. Um, it was an okay match. I mean, it wasn't anything great. It was kind of the. I know they hadn't had any singles matches, but they were in a couple multiple. Women matches, they're both in that fatal five way to determine who was going to face Bianca Belair. Then they had another match. Um, and it, it just, it was the same thing that we saw in the brief interactions that they had. It just, instead of it being two minutes long, it was five minutes long. Um, maybe a few more minutes would have helped, but I mean, the only thing enjoyable about it was the fact that it was Alexa Bliss fighting Liv Morgan, so it was visually satisfying. Um, but there was nothing really about the match that stood out. Um, I, I, I'm just going to give it the run-of-the-mill average C. I, I, I agree. I mean, when I saw the two getting in the ring and they're going to have that, they mentioned they're going to have a match. It's like, wow, this is going to be a good match. Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss, and then, I don't know, to me, something just fell flat. Um... Both of them are in the Money in the Bank, which is going to be good. You know, I think either one of them have, just like everybody else in there, they both have a really good chance of winning. Um, but I got to go along with with uh, with your grade, but only I'm going to drop it a little bit and give it a C minus. Okay. Um, 
After that, we then had a rather um, long in-ring promo um, by John Cena. Um, what'd you think? Well, it was nice to see John Cena. You know, the fans just went crazy when he came out. Um, I, you know, I mean, he just came out and was just talking about, you know, different things. I didn't, you know, I expected, I really expected somebody to come out and confront him to maybe lead up to another match, which didn't happen. So I was kind of disappointed in, uh, in that part. But a lot of the things that John Cena said, you know, they, they were true. Um, hopefully somewhere along the line, we'll see him in one more match, maybe. He said it's not going to be the last we'll see of him. Cena's good on the mic. So the the long promo, I didn't mind really uh, listening to him speak. But I was kind of disappointed that nobody came out and uh, confronted him about anything. So I gave, I, I had, for that reason, I had to give the promo a B-. minus. Oh, okay. I'll agree with you on some parts. Um, obviously, he's he's... I mean, he's the, if not one of the top three best workers on the mic that I've ever seen. I mean, there may be people earlier from before 1990, um, 1985, whatever, um, that may have been good on the mic in their heyday. But in my 30-year fandom of WWE... I've never seen anybody better on the mic than John Cena. Maybe The Rock, but I think John Cena's a little better. So you knew he was going to be able to talk. But like you, I mean, it was great. He walked on the ramp. There was all the wrestlers that were in there. Um, unfortunately, Vincent McMahon came out and introduced them and then just disappeared like a fart in the breeze. Never saw him leave. He just he was in the ring. They showed John Cena coming out. They didn't show... I thought maybe at least Vince McMahon would shake his hand, but poof, he just disappeared. Promo's long, and, and once again, yeah, he, you know, the audience was saying one more match, one more match, and he said, oh, no, more than one. He said, there'll be more than one, which means at some point in time, we might expect another Summer of Cena, or maybe the Winter of John, I, you know, um, don't know. But he didn't confirm nor deny anything at all. And I was still like you. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting and waiting. Uh, you know, maybe he was going to say, you know what? I'll see you at WrestleMania. I was waiting for and nothing ever happened. Big disappointment. And once again, just for that and that alone, I'm going to give it a straight up C as in cat. Okay. After that, we went to a two-on-one handicap match. Whereas the Alpha Academy versus Bobby Lashley with Theory on the outside of the ring as the special enforcer. They've had these special enforcer matches before, but I don't ever recall the special enforcer. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember the special enforcer ever being dressed in, in, a, in a referee shirt. I don't recall it either. So I didn't understand that. Um, the sleeveless referee shirt to show off his, you know, his guns. Um, right. It was a typical handicap match, which I still don't understand how it's a handicap match. Because, and I know this for a fact, that a handicap match growing up and up until the last several years was a two-on-one handicap match, was two people in the ring at one time taking on the one wrestler. I, I don't understand this tag team bullshit that you do in a handicap match now. Don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, theory got involved a little bit, but Bobby Lashley wound up winning once again. Another segment that wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. And I'll give this one, once again, a straight-up C. Yep, totally agree with some points in that. I mean, Otis seems like he can handle his own against Bobby Lashley. I mean, Otis 
years has just been, you know, during and the handicap matches, like you said, I remember back in the day watching WWE when I was 15, 16, 17 years old, and they had three-on-two handicap matches or two-on-one handicap matches, and they were all in the ring together. Right. Now you've got, you got the tag team situation where, you know, the tag team basically is at the advantage. Well, in, in like, a handicap match, the tag team's an advantage. You know, but making a handicap, you know, where, okay, you get to tag out, it, it right. just doesn't make sense to me. Yep, and, uh, you, know, Bobby, you know, Bobby Lashley got to W again. And, you know, Theory came in, started beating on him. You know, the selfie is his thing, so he does what he does with that. I, I gave it a C. Okay. After that, we then went to the um, main event of the night, which was a women's Money in the Bank last chance qualifier. Um, I don't know, I guess it's called a six-pack challenge. Um, had Zaylee, Tamina, Dewdrop. Becky Lynch, Nikki A.S.H., and Shayna Baszler um, were all in the match. What'd you think? Well, out of all those that were in the match, and out of all those that you just mentioned, if I didn't see the match, I would have, I would have said Becky's going to win it because Becky and Shayna were probably the only two that I would have expected to win it uh, and get into the Money in the Bank. I'm kind of glad Becky did win, so she does get into Money in the Bank. Which now will give her an opportunity, just like everybody else, to win the money in the bank and, you know, go after the title again. I thought it was a good match. You know, she ended up getting the pin on Dewdrop to to get in the, the money in the bank. And I just, you know, I just thought it was, a, it was a decent match. I mean, you know, the women, even though they have, you know, a limited roster, I just think that, you know, they put on good matches when they when they're in the ring. So I mean, I could have done without Nikki Ash and Sayuli, you know those. But yeah, you got to throw somebody in there. So I gave it a C. Okay. Um. I mean, yeah. Was it entertaining? Yeah, kind of. Um. And once again, when you looked at the six competitors. I mean, we've been saying all along over the last few weeks, well, excuse me, last last few shows, that, you know, there was no way Becky Lynch was not going to be in the match. I mean, I commented on the last show, um, Becky Lynch's quote of, you know, I've got to be in the match. I'm on the damn poster, for God's sakes. Uh, right. And she is. So you're not going to have a, a ladder match that she's not going to be in. Um... So, oh, sorry, I was getting a phone call, um, and, I mean, looking back at it, it was just, it was an okay match, um, Nikki S.H. looked a little better because her superhero costume was black and yellow, not blue and yellow, she looked a little less stupid, I guess you can say, um, Shayna Baszler performed very disappointedly for me in this match. Tamina was Tamina. Um, she's horrible. She's just not good. Um, she actually was able to get a super kick up to, um, I think it was Nikki A.S.H.'s chin. Um, but that's only because Nikki A.S.H. is about five foot two. She could never get a super kick up to anybody else's face. And it was just an okay match. Um, Becky Lynch, once again, winning was very predictable. I did like the brief interaction she had with Zia Lee. Um, maybe give Zia Lee some more, you know, airtime like like you've been like you've been giving Shotzi. Um, I would have rather have had Shotzi in that match than Tamina. I think it could have made the match a little better, but it is what it is. Oh no, wait, Shotzi's already in the match. Yeah, okay, forget that. Um, but I, I, I'll I'll go with a, a C as in cat, just like you. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah. So overall, I, I mean, it didn't have any, in my opinion, any bad segments, which is very unusual for Raw. It had a couple good matches, but then the rest was just average. 
So I guess overall I'm going to have to go with a slightly above average grade of a high C+. I totally agree 1,000%. I mean, it didn't have, it, it had its highs and lows, but the lows weren't really low. It didn't have anything stupid and ridiculous where people are running around the building chasing after the 24-7 championship or doing that during the match. Um, that was, and that, that was the good part about it, and I, I totally agree. My, my overall grade was a C plus. Okay. So. Okay, and that's our money. That is our Monday Night Raw recap. And we know that, uh, you know, tomorrow night, SmackDown, we'll get into that afterwards. But right now on this segment, it is my favorite part of the show. We hope it's everybody else's. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, the floor is yours. All right, thank you very much. Um, we'll reflect back to Monday Night Raw briefly, as in John Cena. Um, as I stated before, um, there was that nice long original entrance with him walking in the back, shaking hands with a bunch of people, hugging a um, couple people. Uh, there was one gentleman in a pink shirt that he walked by and then stopped and went back and gave a hug to. I don't know what made him do that. Um, I didn't really even realize who it was, and it's being reported that it was Billy Kidman. I don't know why he would double back to give Billy Kidman a hug. It didn't look like Billy Kidman to me. I haven't gone back to watch it, but whatever. Um, but there were also video tributes of, bless you, former and current, bless you again, WWE stars thanking John Cena. And three of them stick out to me. And, and I'll name these three, and I want to give you what these three have in common. Big Show, Daniel Bryan, Chris Jericho. All three face John Cena. Okay. All three are in AEW. Exactly. They got special permission from Tony Khan to be able to appear on WWE television in those video um, acknowledgments, if you want to say. So, my question to you is if they were five, ten years from now, they were doing an AEW thing where they were thanking John Moxley for his time in the business, do you think Vince McMahon's going to give Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins permission? <laughs> well, then again, oh, no. by that point in time, Vince McMahon may not even be on this earth anymore. Right. Um... So, next thing is a uh, sending out congratulations to the newest WWE superstar to be signed to a multi-year, multi-event contract. Do you know who I'm talking about? Logan Paul. Logan Paul is now officially... A WWE superstar. Did they give the terms of the contract? It's it's a it's a multi-year contract with a. They didn't say the amount, but a specific number of televised and premium live event appearances. Now that doesn't mean he's always going to be wrestling. Right. I kind of figured after last week, you know, on Monday when the Miz was kind of. Talking about Logan Paul and pictures of Logan Paul, you know, wrestling and, and training. That they might bring him back for SummerSlam. But now I, I, I'm going to say, in my opinion, that's a guarantee. He will be at SummerSlam. Whether he's with The Miz, against The Miz, we'll have to see. Um, quick note. Well, not quick note, but if you notice one thing was missing this past Monday Night Raw um, that we see every Monday night on Raw, pretty much, um, definitely over the last several weeks, was an appearance by the 24-7 champion, Dana Brooke. Um, 
it was reported that she missed Monday Night Raw because she was in a, not her, but she was in a pretty serious car accident. Um, she was checked out at a local medical facility. She's fine. She's got some bumps and bruises. But it was on the day of Monday Night Raw, so there was no time for her to even get to the ring. Um, she may need a week or two off, and this is the perfect opportunity for her not to be on. You know, she's not on the pay-per-view anyways. Um, so, you know, best of luck on, on her healing. Absolutely. It is also being questioned as to why Kevin Owens wasn't there. I mean, we are missing an entrant into the Money in the Bank ladder match because Kevin Owens was supposed to fight, well, Ezekiel slash Elias slash Elrod to qualify for the match. Um, And it was also being reported that as of showtime, Kevin Owens was supposed to be the one winning that match. No reason has been released as to why he wasn't at Monday Night Raw. Um, There is speculation that there was some slight injury that might keep him out for a couple weeks. Um, But that also that the injury may have hindered his performance, bless you, in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Therefore, they came up with this thing, and I know he tweeted, you know, I wasn't at Monday Night Raw because I hate the state of Texas. (laughs) You know, going back to his little thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. So, don't know why he wasn't there, but once again, um... We now have a hole in the in the ladder match. Um. Well, I already did that one, and let me just check this other page real quick to see if there's okay. Um. Experts, quote unquote, experts' opinions. Um, John Cena, basically in his whole speech, kind of made it seem like he wasn't there for one match or because of one moment. He was there because of the WWE Universe. And as long as the WWE Universe wants him, he'll still be there and he'll still be around. Um... If anyone that has gone on to, we'll say, bigger, quote-unquote, bigger and better things um, from WWE, and that's not only in acting as in, you know, The Rock, Batista, um, but, I mean, JBL's very successful outside of WWE. I mean, good old JR had his barbecue sauce business. They all had their... Their characters that they played in WWE and then kept their life outside of WWE separate. John Cena never has, and I don't think ever will. He is the greatest single ambassador for the WWE in mainstream media. Um, And he's only getting bigger outside of WWE, which brings more notoriety to WWE. And if I was anybody in WWE and I had control, I I definitely had that open line to John Cena saying, Hey, you come back whenever you want. You come back, you call me on a Sunday and say on Monday you want to come back and you want to take both titles from Roman Reigns. I'm booking it. Because he is bigger than WWE at this point. Yep. Totally agree. Because the minute you put John Cena's name on the marquee, you're selling tickets. Yes. Yep. Yep. And the, uh, excuse me, any word on the ratings? What they drew? 2.2 million. That's what I was getting to. Um, Okay, sorry. They had a, a larger spike in, in ratings the week before 
Um, but this week, they, once again, even I said I expected a major drop-off in viewership. But no, they had 2.2 million viewers, um, which was about, they were expect they were happy if they were going to get 200 mil, 2 million viewers for, for the show. Um, so just getting an extra 200,000 viewership um, nationwide was a big, you know, you know yep. pat in the back. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, don't, we don't need to get into that. That's something for my own personal thing. Um, and, folks, that's that's Nuggies news for uh, right. this week. Anything, um, updates on anything on the indie scene? Well, uh, I haven't got any results from the show in um, Southington yet. That was on uh, yesterday. yesterday. How about the one over the but weekend that PAPW had? I didn't get anything on that yet either. What what what's taking you so long? It's not me. It's Sam. Mm, okay. Um, but I do have you know the announcements about the matches coming up. The Coliseum Pro Wrestling presents Course of Honor, which is July thirtieth at the Elks Lodge in West Haven. Um, Heatwave, NEW Northeast Wrestling, always a good organization, always a popular organization here. Uh, they've had the who's who of former WWE stars on their show. I remember seeing a uh, Northeast Wrestling show one night at Crosby High School where they had a cage match between Cody Rhodes and Kurt Angle, and it was standing room only. So they, they do get some good good matches and some good shows. And that's going to be Saturday, July 16th at Danny W. Arena in Bethany. One of our favorites will be on the show, Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Haven't heard his name uh much in the indie scene lately, but he's uh, he'll be back in along with the Battle Academy, Flip Gordon, Waves and Curls, and the main event that night will be Northeast Wrestling Heavyweight Champion Dan Math, who's a beast in the ring. That guy is slow. He reminds me of a combination of Otis and Rhino, and he's going against former Northeast Wrestling Champion Brian Anthony. The King Brian Anthony, as he likes to call himself. So, uh, hopefully for the next show, I'll have results of the PAPW show. That was at, uh, um, that was at the Cadillac Ranch in Sunnington. Unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond their control, Jesse Bell Smothers did not appear. I guess she had, uh, travel arrangement issues and, uh, Mario said that they are coming back to the Cadillac Ranch in September. Yep. Which uh, I guess is going to be a, a big show. That's something I was going to ask you. It's seen. Um, I do have the date, if you don't mind me plugging it real oh, quick. Right it is September 25th. Um, it's a Sunday afternoon show at 2 o'clock. Um, and Mario has put out on Facebook that there will be a 15-woman over-the-top battle royal. He's looking for women in the business to perform in that match. So if you are able to and you would like to, um, contact Mario Mancini um, or PAPW through Facebook um, and start there. And, 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 you know, good luck if you do join. Right. And uh, you don't see too many women's battle royals, so... That should be an interesting show. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. And um, it's got to be all that extra hair on your face as to why you're sneezing. Baby. Um, but now we got money in the bank coming up. Yes. Forty-eight hours away. Um, actually, actually, fifty hours away technically. Yep. Or forty-nine. I haven't, I can't, four title matches. I can't remember the last time Money in the Bank had four title matches. They have the women's match, they have Austin Theory's match, they have the Usos, and they have, um, Ronda and, uh, Natalia. Natty, yeah. Yep, so, I, like I said, I've said it week in and week out, I, I always enjoy the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I, I would have liked to see Kevin Owens in it because Kevin Owens takes a lot of chances. Yeah, yeah, he does. 
Yeah, and he I mean, he'll, he'll do a slanton off the top of one ladder onto another one. Onto and, a pile of five ladders and stuff, yeah. Right. Yep. And, and that's one thing. I mean, I'm not saying I enjoy seeing that part because of the injury factor, but it's interesting yep. to see a guy, you know, fall off the top rope or fall off the ladder through a table because I, I cringe a lot of times when I see that. Right. And, you know, so I'm definitely looking, uh, looking forward again to a Money in the Bank the Money in the Bank premium live event. I've never really been disappointed when it comes to Money in the Bank. But, you know, like I said, with four matches, four title matches, they have one spot left for the men, which I, we all know now is going to come from SmackDown. I uh, just don't know. How do you know that? Well, you figure there's one spot left in SmackDown tomorrow night. Right, but they, they, had, they, had, they had SmackDown stars in the Battle Royal on Monday Night Raw, and they had SmackDown women in the last chance qualifying match on Monday Night Raw. So that doesn't mean, yeah, it'll happen on SmackDown, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the last person's going to be from the SmackDown roster. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, looking forward to seeing who's going to be that last entrance for the men. Now, does it take away... Where'd you go? There you are. Um, does it take away a little bit it, um, from the match that we don't know all seven competitors right now? I think it does. Okay. I think it does. And the reason why I think it does is because maybe it's somebody that you would like to see. Who's you? That you would like to see, but you didn't. Or it could be some schmo that doesn't really deserve it. I really think the spot should go to Ricochet. I don't. I think, well, okay, I, I can see that he's not a champion anymore. So yeah. Plus, you need that high flyer in there that can, you know, like Kofi. He would he would go from ring post to the ladder, or he would go from the ring apron to the table and, and walk along there and get on a chair. And, Wheel himself back in because his feet never touched the ground. Yeah, right. Well, that that's that's the Royal right. Rumble. That you know, um, Rumble, we see rather. that all the but time. I, um, but I think it takes a little bit away from it. But I, I mean, I think I think Ricochet um, had a good tryout for the ladder match when he uh, was getting eliminated in the Battle Royal and jumped from the apron to the ladder. Um, keeping him off of the ground, I think he, you know, I, I think I, I agree that somebody, you know, high flyerish, um, like Ricochet would definitely be a good addition to the match. Yep. So I mean, as far as I know, right now there's there's six matches, right? The yep. four title matches and the two Money in the Banks. Yep. Do you think they can stay with those six or? Yeah, I don't think they'll add any more. Right. I mean, we didn't. Have, I mean, at the last pay per view, um, I mean, at Hell in a Cell, they had uh, what was it, seven, six matches, I think. No, they had seven. But Which just we, what? Which just answered my next question. What was that? I was, about, I was about to say I can't recall a WWE pay-per-view having an odd number of matches. They usually have an even number of matches. You've said that many times, and I've debunked that thing many times. I've pulled up many premium live events or pay-per-views that had odd amount of matches, so I don't know why you still think that. Oh, wait a minute. You, You not pay attention to something I say? Wait a minute. That never happens. That's not nice to say, even though it's true. But uh... um, so I, I was reading an article, and I'll ask you this this question. Um, obviously, Rhea Ripley being injured and not being able to perform in the match um, was a big loss, and they kind of had to throw something together quickly, and they had that fatal five way, um, which I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you, but I think you're under the same impression that I am is fucking Carmella. Um, so I'm going to ask, if not Carmella, 
who could they have put in that match instead of her to make it more interesting? Now, keep Charlotte and Bailey out of the conversation because they're not active right now. Right. So who currently on the roster could they have put in that position to make it a match more worthy of Mr. Trivia not going to the bathroom during? I don't think anybody really. I mean, I, the, only, the only one that really comes to mind is Selena Vega, and I don't think it, I don't think she, that would have worked either. She's injured, so. Yeah. Well, that's why I think this is going to be a squash match. So you don't but, think uh, it, you don't think it could have been a better match if Dewdrop was going up against Bianca Belair than Carmella? Well, it could have been a better match, yeah. But either way, you know, Bianca's going to retain either way. But well, yeah, I mean, that's obvious. I mean, yeah, I mean, she, it, it she's not she's been. not losing her title. The earliest she'll lose her title would be SummerSlam, right? Unless and she it, gets it, cashed it, in on. It would have been a it would have been a uh, a better match with Dewdrop than Carmella. I was really surprised when Carmella won it. That's like, oh my god, I can't believe that. Well, I mean, once again, we had obviously Liv and Alexa who were already in the match, in the ladder match, so you really weren't going to take them out of that. And then you had Asuka and Becky, who, as it turns out, are also in the ladder match. Would you rather have had it be Asuka winning that match and going up against Bianca Belair and having Carmella in the ladder match? Would that have been a better option, or Lib or or Lib or Alexa Bliss? Yeah, I think it would have been a better option. Even with the idea in the back of your head that no matter who was facing Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair was going to win. Right, because it's the quality of the match. I mean, Bianca Belair and Oscar would be a far better match than Bianca Belair and Carmella. Right, but then where does that leave Asuka after that match? Yeah. So, I mean, once again, Carmella has the accolades to be in this match against Bianca Belair. She's, I honestly think, I, I mean, if you actually watch her in the ring, she's... Obviously, a hell of a lot better than when she first came in when she was just a manager ooh, for Bozo and Big Ass. Um, And she's definitely got heat, huge heat from the WWE Universe. So, although it may have been a physically better match with Dewdrop and Bianca Belair... I think for what they had left on the roster available to be in this match, I think Carmella was the perfect choice um, to to put up against Bianca Belair because she is probably um, one of the better heels in the women's division. Right. Plus, she's more... Um, I, I would say she's... Would you say she's more experienced than everybody else in there? Than where? Than the ones that we just mentioned? Carmella? Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, and Becky Lynch? Oh, no, okay. That's, that's, she's not more experienced than them. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, maybe okay. a little bit more experienced than Liv Morgan, and technically, I think she's been with WWE longer than Asuka, but on the food chain ladder, I don't think she's above... Oscar or Becky Lynch easily. Oh, okay. All right. So hopefully we'll see a good match from those two. I, I think we will. Now, this stipulation for the tag match, what stipulation, if you were able to choose, what stipulation would you want to make this a more interesting match? Well, my two favorite stipulations are false count anywhere. Would you ever do that in a tag team match, though? Yeah. I don't know. That wouldn't make sense to me. Or a um, a no disqualification. Um, Yeah, no disqualification match. 
Okay. I think those would be my two. Now, what do you think the WWE will do? Uh, I think they'll do a... You know, actually, I didn't, I didn't think about that one. That's, uh... Oh, I like that one. Because even if the Usos get disqualified in the second fall, they they don't lose the title. So, I mean, if, if they win the first fall, if, if the, um... Street Profits win the first fall, and the Usos win the second fall, and the Usos get uh, disqualified on the second fall, they still retain the title. So that's one way of WWE keeping the title on the Usos until, like, SummerSlam or something. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did two out of three falls match. I would. I'd, I'd be surprised. Um, what what I like think, what I, well, I'll go with what I think they're going to do um, is title changes hands no matter what the decision is. You can lose the title by count out, by disqualification, or pin. That's what I think that the WWE might go with. But what I would like to see, and I don't know if it's ever been done, and it's not that great of a deal, but I would like to see a tag team, if they ever get in this, and this wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad idea, to be able to... How can I say tag out without actually having to make a tag. Your tag team partner can enter the ring. You still have to switch out, but you don't have to be tagged to come into the ring. I mean, I think that would be something that would work good for a heel tag team in a stipulation match where you're getting a shit kicked out in your corner while your tag team partner could just come in and start beating and then you've got to leave the ring. You don't need to tag. Um, I think that would be, you know, kind of interesting. But once again, I think that would be something better for a heel tag team. But right. I, I, I mean, I could, I mean, you know, I mean, I like the, the no disqualification, but I mean, I, I would imagine um, WWE could do something like, you know what, title changes, you know, no matter what the decision is, the title can change hands. Well, even, even a Texas Tornado match. Would be uh, would be an interesting one to see. Well, now, now would this be the older, regular Texas Tornado match, or a newly defined WWE Texas Tornado match? Well, I think in order for it to work, it's got to be the older one where you got all four guys in the ring at the same time. Right. But but then again, that's got that's got the referee going in fifteen different directions. Yeah. You know, very very easily to make a mistake or miss something. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it could be interesting to see what the stipulation's going to be. And I'm assuming we'll find that out tomorrow on SmackDown. Right. And either way, the stipulation is going to favor the Street Profits, no doubt. So. Well, they, you would think. Yeah. But, so we'll have to see what uh, WWE's going to do as far as that goes. And like I said, you know, we have you and I are going to be talking off air uh, later on about the prediction show for Saturday. Yeah, I mean, we've got so many different roadblocks as far as pulling this show off to try and get as many of us, the six of us, on at one right. time. I mean, yeah, I mean, a few of us, a couple of us aren't working tomorrow. A um, couple of us are working tomorrow. One of us has a doctor's appointment. Really don't want to, I mean, I personally really don't want to do the prediction show until the card is finalized. Because, um, I mean, who's the mystery person in, in the ladder match? What's right. the, I mean, depending on what the stipulation is in the tag match, that may make somebody's outcome different. Um, yeah. 
People are working Saturday in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. <clears throat> I possibly have a family picnic from 1 to about 5 or 6. I'd be lucky to get home in time for Money in the Bank. If it happens Saturday, it may not happen till Sunday. I don't fucking know yet. <laughs> right. So we definitely have a lot of hurdles to... And, yep. you know, things to go through. This may be, I mean, an unprecedented prediction show where everybody puts their predictions on the page and me and Trivia do a show at by just me and him at 6 o'clock on Saturday and uh, give everybody's predictions then. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to see what happens. And I looked at the schedule today, and naturally I'm working this Saturday, but off next Saturday. So, um, so you only have three. I, you only have three days next week. Oh, that's another. We'll we'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah. Anything else I want to add? Um. No, nothing that I could think of. I mean, we never really touched base more on on the Logan Paul signing. Um. Well, we can touch base on that if you want. I mean, what do yeah. you think about it? Do you, do you think he's got the skills to... I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's performing at the performance center and getting honing his skills. Well, I mean, not, no, he's not... He's doing it on his own. I mean, oh, okay. he's he's technically a trained boxer. So, I mean, he's in shape. It, and, and we saw what he did at WrestleMania with the little bit of training he had with The Miz um, in just like four weeks' time. I think he he's not going to... I don't think he's going to embarrass himself in the ring. Um, but he's got to take it seriously. He can't come into a match as a YouTuber wrestling a match against a WWE performer. Yep. He's got to come into the match as a WWE performer who used to be a YouTuber. Because if he doesn't do that, he can get hurt. I mean, right. we see how easy it is for people to get hurt. Yep, it's, and, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with Pat McAfee, but Pat McAfee has more wrestling experience. Than... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. That he has more wrestling experience. I mean, okay. is he a better athlete? Maybe. I mean, I know he was, quote-unquote, only an NFL, quote-unquote, kicker, but you, you still have to, I mean, I've seen other things that he's done in videos. He's not just a one-legged man kicking a ball. I mean, right. he can play hoops, he can dunk. I mean, he, you know, he, he's an athlete. Yep. Uh, let me ask you this question, get your opinion on this. Um, Monday night, we happened to see Judgment Day talking with the Mysterios. Do you see them luring Dominic away? That could be something to to keep an eye on. That's something I totally forgot to mention. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up. I, I think that could be something you keep an eye on if they get to Dominic on their own, like mainly Damian Priest. Get to Dominic on his own and talking about, hey, listen, you don't, you know, you don't need to keep listening to your dad. He's not doing anything for you. And then maybe, at the very least, that would get Dominic to turn on his father. Okay. Now, what, do you, what do you think? Well, I, I think, I think it would be good for his career. I mean, he's young. He's still trying to learn the business. Sure, Rey Mysterio is a you know, 20-year veteran who's been yeah. a multiple-time champion, you know, mm-hmm. definite Hall of Famer. But there's a time to, you know, let the kid grow on his own and see what he can do. And when you've got Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest, you know, those guys are not walking the park. They know they know the business as well. You know, and uh, let, let's see what, you know, if Dominic decides to join him, let's see what he can do and see where his career goes from there. I mean, if he turns on his father, I hope it's not a physical turn. 
because I can't see it. You know, I, I know it's only wrestling and it's all choreographed and everything, but I just can't, you know, what, what kind of message is that going to send to the family where the kid beats the hell out of his father? Well, then why, then why do it? I'm mean, no offense, but why do it? Why have a rift between the two of them if it doesn't turn into a match? Well, you can have them walk away. You know, just walk away and, or cause them a match or something. Okay. But I don't find, like, I don't, I don't, right, that's your opinion, my opinion, you know, they both stink, but, you know, um, I don't, I don't see why you break up any team where, I, I mean, I, has there really ever been a tag team that split up where at some point in time they didn't get into a, a match or a fight? I can't think of any. Well, I know there was one where the walkaway turned into an attack. Right. With Paul Orndorff and Hogan. I mean, you know, Paul Orndorff walked away, then he came back into the ring to check on Hogan, and when he picked up Hogan, he just leveled, leveled him with a clothesline. Yeah. So, but, okay, yeah, I can, I, can see, uh, I can see an attack of some sort. But it'll be interesting to see what, what Dominic's going to do. I really think he should do it because I think it'll be best for his career right now. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be like, holy shit, I can't believe he just did that. Right. I mean, it'd be something that I would expect coming. Holy crap. Sorry, I I was hearing a bunch of sirens going off. I mean, sirens like crazy going off. Um, And apparently there was a plane that crashed in the Quinnipiac River here in New Haven. No, my no. There was nobody on a plane at all. It was a, a remote control you know what plane. I mean by passenger plane, one of the big ones to carry people from point A to point B, from Italy to Spain or something. I'm just, you know, well, geez, I hope nobody got killed or anything. All wow. right, this is officials are giving an update after a plane crashed into the Quinnipiac River in New Haven. Oh, wow. Well, prayers go out to that person. Hopefully everything or, is okay. Or people. Or people. Yep. Hopefully everything is okay. And uh, that water is unforgiving. I mean, regardless whether it's a car or a plane or anything, you get something in the water. It's hard to get out of. Yeah, especially somebody like me. With all the extra <laughs> weight I'm carrying, fucking flotation yeah, device. Seems like a so. weight. <laughs> right. So, all right then, Greg. Uh, another once again, another great show. We touched on a lot of points. Um, I will give you a call around 8 o'clock after, after I get myself situated with a shower and bathroom and everything else. And so, anything else you'd like to add? Um, no. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. All right, now after this pay-per-view is... SummerSlam. SummerSlam, okay. And then... Clash at the Castles. No, that's in October, right? No, no September. Yeah. Beginning of September. September. Okay. Alrighty. So SummerSlam and then Clash at the Castles. So. Yeah, I think Clash at the Castles is the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Okay. I think. <laughs> Alright, well, we'll have to definitely look into, you know, seeing whether they're going to hold that. And no, 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 pre- no premium live events at all in August. Okay. Two in July. Alrighty, yeah, I think summer. Yeah, SummerSlam is the last day of July, isn't it? No, July thirtieth. July thirtieth. Oh, that's right. There's thirty days, thirty-one days in July. That's right. Yep. So, all right then. It was a good show, and uh, unfortunately, we had some Facebook Live issues again. I have to look into figuring out what's going on with that. So, on behalf of the Nugs to Greg, this is the illustrious Mister Trivia for the Top Rope Report. Saying thank you all, and uh, we'll catch you on Sunday with our Money in the Bank recap. Correct? Or, well, hopefully before then with our prediction show, but... Yeah, with our prediction show, are... yeah. Yep, alrighty. Alright.
and thank you for listening to another edition of Top Rope Report. Until next time.